Welcome to the Cosmosphere Podcast, episode 15, Lost Luggage. I'm your host, John Molnix, and I'm a volunteer here at the Cosmosphere. You can also catch me on my other podcast, The Space Shot. This month, we've got a quick retrospective on Earth Rising, plus some funny stories from that night. Next month, we're going to get back to some history content when we talk with author Robert Curson about his book, Rocketmen, The Daring Odyssey of Apollo 8, and the astronauts who made man's first journey to the moon. I'm recording this episode on the road, so we're going to keep this introduction brief. Let's dive in with our conversation with Jim Remar, the CEO of the Cosmosphere, and Mimi Meredith, the Chief Development Officer. Back in December, we had the great Earth Rising event. A lot of planning went into that, and I don't think that's something that everybody, you know, maybe they realize if they've done event planning before, but there's a lot of work that goes into that. So first off, thank you to both of you for all of the work you put into that. I didn't do anything. <laughs> I just I just stood back and watched. You just showed up when it was ready to roll, right? Right. <laughs> Well, you know, it's it's one of those events that truly comes around once in a lifetime. So it's, you know, for everybody that went there, everyone that I've spoken with that attended, they really enjoyed the event. So thank you to both of you for everything that you did with that. Let's let's, you know, dive into what, you know, what were your favorite parts about Earth Rising? I think my favorite was the immediate response. The minute tickets went on sale. Um, it it was so obvious that there's a deep sense of appreciation for space history, and it was obvious that that our influence that we're able to achieve from the heart of the nation reaches all corners of the nation, because 20 states were represented in our audience that night, and we had um, ticket sales in the first 45 minutes. We sold out of um, the first wave of VIP tickets to truly all corners of the United States. Yeah. And that's the, you know, that's one of the things I realized just, just talking with people at the event. So it was really interesting to meet people from all walks of life that are interested in space flight. And it's really nice that that is such a unifying and, you know, just great topic that everybody seems to be interested in. So it was good to see that. I agree, John. And and I would add the ages. I don't know if you noticed, but there were so many families mm-hmm. that came and people that um, brought their young children um, up to teenagers. And the fact that that intergenerational representation was there um, just shows that it's a topic that's alive and well. Definitely. And, you know, for those little kids, too, that's just such a great opportunity to meet some of the most important historical figures from the early days of space flight. So, you know, those, those kids, that's a memory that they're going to have forever. Right. And that, you know, some of the photos that we have on our website under event and photos, you can go through and see the most heart touching expressions 
between mission control members and astronauts and the children they were meeting. Um, definitely some keepers there. Oh, for sure. Uh, when we were in line, we saw a couple little kids and it was, it was kind of amusing because the astronauts and the mission control, um, the Moker guys, they were just as excited as the kids to talk to each yeah. other. So it was great <laughs> to see that. There, you know, you mentioned a, a lot of planning and a lot of planning does go in. And we were talking as a team the week prior saying, you know, we've looked at every detail, we've planned everything, but there is so much that you can do. And then you just have to roll with the flow. Yeah. And so there were some things that I think your audience would appreciate knowing from behind the scenes that we sure. didn't plan for. And if any of you out there ever have a distinguished group like this, um, at, at your facility, you'll want to plan for that. So first of all, it was offsite. At the Cosmosphere, we love having things at our location because then people can enjoy the collection and it's just so fun to have great crowds here. Mm -hmm. But we could not host a group um, larger than 350 because it would have exceeded our fire code. So oh, no. we moved to the fairgrounds and the building we were in, I would say it was at least the size of a football field and then some, wouldn't you, John? Yeah. Oh, definitely. And so the restrooms were what at one, one end of the building <laughs> and our VIP lounge. It was logistically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. So you're seeing where I'm going. And so we had all of those amazing VIPs and their spouses back in that VIP lounge greeting guests for nearly two hours. We made every effort yes. to get through every single person. And um, as soon as the last person went through line, we were going to start dinner. And so I went back through to get them and, and to, we had this great vision of the guests walking in this line through the crowd up to the stage. So everyone, even the people who didn't have VIP tickets could feel like they got a close look at them. Well, none of that happened because to a person, they had all scattered in pursuit of the restroom. Yep. <laughs> and because it was so far away, we, well, we lost them. Basically, Jim and I were, were running to some degree around going, who do you have? I don't have anybody. Who do you have? We lost all of our VIPs. Um, so for those people who were there who wondered why we started behind schedule, it's because we did not build time into our schedule for a very important restroom break. <laughs> and, and you don't want to lose astronauts. That's no good. You don't. Not on, not on your watch. You don't want to, <laughs> that to go down. And so that was kind of funny. And that coupled the, the, that coupled with the fact that the restroom was so far away was a little humorous. Jim, I was just updating them on the behind the scenes reason of our late start and that the next time we have an event, we're going to build in restroom time for VIPs <laughs> and we're, we're, we might have a homing device <laughs> on every one of them. So what were some uh, of your favorite elements? The fact that we lost our VIPs for a period of time. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be one of one of our jokes that Jim and I can share for the rest of our the, career. The, the, my other highlight um, was the fact that we lost Jim Lovell's luggage for oh, a period of time. Oh no. oh, no. I wish that right now I'm still turning bright red. I'm sure. Maybe he's bright red. Um, but yes, we indeed did lose Jim Lovell's luggage for oh, about no. 30 minutes or so. And uh, yeah. that was a highlight. It's um, definitely a highlight of my career, John. I, I could imagine. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
what were some of the interesting things that you heard that night that, you know, you might not have heard before about Apollo 8 or you might not have heard about some of the flight controllers? Was there something that, you know, stuck out to you? For me, it was uh, everyone's recollection about the mission and just um, the emotions around the mission, the importance of it, um, what it meant to the country, uh, what it mm-hmm. meant to the program. It, in my opinion, is one of the greatest accomplishments or achievements um, that often gets overlooked. Um, it's it's overshadowed um, by Apollo 11, and, and obviously Apollo 11 uh, deserves uh, the, the credit and the focus. But uh, without Apollo 8, Apollo 11 doesn't happen. Um, and what a lot of people don't realize is is the tumultuous year that was 1968. And in many ways, Apollo 8 saved that year. Um, so it was really just witnessing uh, what I feel to be still raw emotion uh, surrounding that mission and, and how everyone pointed to it as being one of the critical accomplishments um, that allowed us to achieve success in the space race. Yeah. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Well, and, you know, some of the artifacts that were on display, the camera that took Earthrise, that was on display that night, right? Right, right. We had that, the mission control. We had the PLI procedure checklist. Yeah. It, pretty neat things that reside here um, that are part of the Cosmosphere collection. And I think one of the other things, speaking of those artifacts, and the, the mission control console, just mm-hmm. knowing the role that mission control truly plays and hearing um, Jerry Bostick, Chuck Dietrich, and Arnie Aldrich talk about the weekend that they were given to look at the map one more time, to consider mm-hmm. one more time, can we get this done in, you know, in this short time, can we get um, around the moon and home? And mm-hmm. the confidence that they had, especially, I don't know if you remember when Jerry Bostick was sharing, but the confidence they had in the math, the confidence they had in the machinery and in the, the team. And that was, that was something I hadn't really thought about before. Um, if they had exhibited any concern, who knows if it would have happened. I think a lot mm-hmm. of faith was put in their report. And then I really liked the little anecdote that Charlie Duke shared about when Jim asked him, what did it look like from the moon to look back and see the earth? And Charlie Duke said he couldn't because of the constraints <laughs> of the, of the helmet that it never was in his view until he did a little high jump for whatever reason. <laughs> but didn't you kind of wonder, did mission control approve that? And then, so he does this high jump and winds up flat on his back. And there it was the beautiful earth. And I thought that was a great story. That is pretty remarkable. And, you know, that's that's one of the things that we're now starting to see more of is the history of the flight controllers, which I think is just as interesting as the astronauts, because like you were saying, the astronauts couldn't have done what they needed to do without all of the people back in mission control. So it's really, really cool to hear their stories as well. I was impressed, as always, with the humility of this group, um, the 
The men of this era never fail when they visit the cosmosphere to offer to do anything to meet any, you know, they're just so willing to come here. They don't have a speaker's fee associated. They do this because they love telling the story and preserving the history. And that I just think they're such outstanding people. They were they were outstanding before they joined the team at Mission Control and before they became astronauts. Um, they all have amazing character. And I, I'm always struck by that. That's one thing I noticed as well as it was, you know, when we were talking with everybody in line, um, my girlfriend's still new to space history. So she's learning the ropes as we're going along with this. And we walked up and we were meeting Fred Hayes and she was asking him about the mission that he went on. Cause she's still, you know, <laughs> there's still some things she doesn't know. And he just, he didn't even miss a beat and he explained it. And it was just, I think it was kind of the, for me, one of the cool moments, just because it was, he was explaining what he did on one of the most important missions to somebody like it was no big deal. Like it was just like, Hey, we did this. It was, you know, <laughs> it was a, you know, an important historical event and he just went through it. And that to me, that, you know, that personal interaction was pretty cool. So I just like to add to that. I think it speaks volumes to who the cosmosphere is, who, what this organization called the cosmosphere represents uh, mm -hmm. the fact that these national heroes chose to come and celebrate one of the most significant achievements in Hutchinson, Kansas, and over 400 people came out that night to experience it, uh, tells you what the Cosmosphere is about and how remarkable this institution is. And it's much bigger than any one individual, but for us to be able to put a collection of individuals like that together to celebrate that achievement um, fills us with pride. Yeah, I, I completely agree. It's, it does speak volumes to, you know, just the museum, you know, NASA's, you know, the program, spaceflight program in general. It's just, it's incredible. So I'm glad they were able to make it out to Kansas as well. Well, Jim and Mimi, thank you guys for being on the podcast again. We look forward to having you on again in the future. Thank you. And our next um, event that that includes an aerospace focus will be in 2020 when your listeners can look forward to gathering here possibly in March. We're still identifying the exact date, but with the all of the crews that we can gather for, from the SR-71 um, program. Oh, very cool. That'll be a lot of fun yeah. and quite the backdrop with the uh, Blackbird in the museum. <laughs> yes, we like doing things that not just anybody can pull off, John. Exactly. You know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, everyone, thank you for coming back on. Thank you. Thanks, John. As always, it was great to hear from Jim and Mimi. Jim's going to be on the podcast again here soon with some more historical content. But now it's time to hear from Carla about some upcoming events here at the Cosmosphere. Today I'm talking with Carla at the Cosmosphere. We're going to be hearing about some events coming up in January and February now that we're in 2019. Carla, wel welcome back to the podcast and Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Thanks for having me again, John. So January is about wrapping up, but there's still going to be some events going on at the Cosmosphere. Can you tell me a little bit about those? 
Absolutely. So we, we have a couple of events coming up this coming weekend. First is our Space Out Saturday, which is our monthly free event that we hold in the lobby of the Cosmosphere. It's geared towards children and children's activities. So this month's theme is the International Space Station. Um, kiddos will get to learn about what it's like to live in space, and then they'll get their, to make their own space station to take home. So that's Saturday, 10 to 1. We also offer during that event every month, in addition to the hands-on activities, a special story time uh, that's related to the theme and also a kid's trek through our museum. So that's a special museum tour specifically geared towards children. It does require admission to the museum, but it is specifically designed for kiddos. That sounds like a lot of fun. I think it should prove to be. Then on Sunday, we have our total eclipse viewing. So as lots of people have heard, there is a total eclipse coming up on Sunday. It'll take place over the course of five hours. Um, We will start our observing about 930 in the grassy lot just south of our building here across 11th Street. We'll have our 16-inch diameter telescope out, but this is one of those events that you don't need special equipment to be able to view. You can see this with your naked eye or even a set of binoculars. Uh, The height of the eclipse is supposed to be about 1130, Um, so we'll hang out, and uh, it is a free, open-to-the-public event, so come out and view the eclipse with us. That sounds like a lot of fun. I'm going to be doing the same thing in uh, Denver here this weekend, so I'm looking forward to it. And I am going to shoot for having this out on Friday uh, so people will get a little bit of heads up on what's going on this weekend. So that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, and then... I have to um, invite folks who are here locally, too, to join us for our third annual community reception on Martin Luther King Jr. Day. So this is, again, a free to the public event. We will have um, some vocal and dance performances from local groups. And then we will have Dr. Andrew Williams joining us from KU School of Engineering. He's the Associate Dean of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion, but he's really um, a notable person in the robotics world. And that's what he's going to kind of talk about. He helped um, develop or not develop, but he helped start the first all-female African-American robotics group at Spelman College that went on to compete nationally and even internationally um, with their robotics team. So he's going to come in, talk about that group and give us a robotics demonstration. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm, we're really excited to hear from him and, and hear about the importance of folks um, pursuing careers in education, particularly a diverse crowd. Well, for sure. And I mean, my dad uh, teaches at a school in Wichita, and he's actually been helping out with the robotics team. So I'll be sure to let him know about that. Wonderful. We'd love to have him join <laughs> That'd us. That'd be cool. At at least somebody from the family could be out there then, because I won't be be able to make it, sadly. That would be fabulous. (laughs) Carla, let's talk about what's going on in February. First and foremost, coming up in February, we have our Grow Your Way to Aerospace Camp. You can find more information on our website, but this is a program where students in 6th through 8th grade can grow a garden 
what they need to do is just collect data and turn that in. But RCB Bank out out of Oklahoma is offering 10 scholarships, five for Kansas students, five for Oklahoma students to attend camp this coming summer with us at the Cosmosphere. Oh, wow. That's awesome. It is really a great um, way to get your feet, you know, kind of wet if you're um, unable to attend our camps. Otherwise, this is a fabulous way to get a scholarship to be able to yeah. attend. So, again, it's it's open to sixth through eighth graders and the requirements are all on our on our website, but basically you need to be able to grow a garden within some parameters and then collect some data and and turn it in. We'll be announcing those winners um, in May so that they can go ahead and get registered and enrolled in either 101 or 201 for the upcoming summer. That sounds like a lot of fun. And I'll be sure to um, I'll be sure to share that link in the show notes as well. So students should be able to just click it from there. Fabulous. Then in February. We'll have our normal um, third Thursday Coffee at the Cosmo event. That will take place here on the 21st. And it's going to be, the theme is Come Spy With Me. So we'll be learning about um, spies during the Cold Era, or Cold War Era, excuse me. And our curator, Shannon Wetzel, will be delivering that presentation. That sounds like fun. We think it should be. And everybody loves espionage. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's not something obviously very talked about. So this is kind of the insider details. Yeah. On the 16th, actually, ahead of that, I suppose, we'll be having our, our Space Out Saturday theme, and that will be diversity in science. So how do you become an astronaut uh, will be the theme for that month. Young explorers will make a list of what astronauts need in space, and then they'll be able to dress up like an astronaut with some photo opportunities here in our lobby. Wow. That sounds like a busy February for such a short month. It really, we try to pack as much in as we can, John. (laughs) Uh, Also on the 16th, we'll be holding, hosting a community event called the Tell Us About It Poster Contest. So this is where elementary students in first, second, and third grade choose a favorite or an influential African-American person. They dress up like that person and then present on that person. There are awards um, that a local bank here in town sponsors for first, second, and third prizes. And I say, not only is this educational and fun to watch, but it is incredibly adorable to see these little (laughs) people dressed up and impersonating someone who really they look up to. So... What day is that on again? That's on the 16th, and it begins bright and early at 8 o'clock. But it is free to the public, and and we certainly would love anyone here locally who could join us to, to come and participate. Sounds good. Yeah, well, I'll make sure all of these links are in the show notes. Wonderful. And I really think that's about it through February for us. Okay, sounds good. Well, I'm looking forward to talking to you in February, and we'll be hearing what's going on in March and beyond at the Cosmosphere. So, Carla, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me, John. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Cosmosphere podcast. Make sure you share and subscribe to the show. 
If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a review on iTunes. They are crucial to the success of podcasts, and the more reviews we have, the easier it is for more people to discover the show and learn about the incredible work that's done at the Cosmosphere. For the Cosmosphere, I'm John Molnix.